Welcome to The Cosmic Calling, a podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs and creative souls on a mission to align their life and career with the cosmos. I'm Natalie Wallstein, career astrologer at Soulshine Astrology, and I hope you're ready to unlock your cosmic calling. In this episode, I'm chatting with Holly Emerson, a Capricorn who has the unique ability to channel spirit and the universe while asleep in the dream world. Not only does she receive messages for others as a dream oracle, but Holly also teaches other dreamers how to understand their own dream language in order to consciously deepen their connection with their spirituality and bust through subconscious blocks by interpreting their dreams. How amazing is that? We will be talking about Holly's journey to finding her cosmic calling, as well as hearing about her tips and techniques for tapping into your own dreams to receive wisdom from the universe that can help you remove blocks and manifest more of the fulfilling life you dream of. No pun intended, or maybe it is. Let's go ahead and hop on in. Hi, Holly. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Natalie. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. I am so fascinated by dreams. Of course, leave it to me as a double Pisces to say that, but dreams are definitely therapy for my soul and everyone's, I think. Mm, Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Yeah, most people don't know it and that's okay too, because even if you don't know how therapeutic dreams can be, they still are beneficial and they still help you. Mm, Yeah, if I haven't dreamed for a while, I feel kind of upset. Or if I don't remember my dreams for a while, I feel kind of disconnected. Like I've been on Earth too long and I need to take an astral vacation for a while. (laughs) The thing is, is I believe that we do dream every night. So even if you don't remember your dreams, you're still dreaming. And oftentimes it's when we're not remembering, it's when we're doing some really deep subconscious work or deep work in the dream world. And our conscious mind just doesn't need to remember, or it won't be helpful for us to remember. So maybe that will help ease you knowing that you are doing and moving through the cosmos, even if you're not conscious about it. (laughs) Yes, definitely. It's happening either way. Mm hmm. So I would love to start off by asking, what do you feel your mission or calling is and why is it so important to you? Well, I've always known that I wanted to really help humanity and really make a conscious shift on this planet. I remember feeling this when I was a child and people would ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up, Holly? And I knew it was this, but I didn't know how to articulate it when I was six years old. And now that I have uncovered that I'm a dream oracle and have this gift, my focus has been primarily waking up other dream oracles so that we can all work together in raising consciousness and helping people align with their heart, with their true life's calling, with their passions, and bringing more love and joy and compassion and understanding into this world. Mm, That's so beautiful. 
How did you discover that you had this ability to receive guidance for others through your dreams? Like, I know for me, I know how to go into my dreams and collect wisdom and symbology, which resonates for me in my own personal life. But if I were to go into my dream to get guidance for someone else, I definitely wouldn't know how to do that. So how did you learn that you could? Yeah, so I have always been fascinated with dreams and I always knew that there was messages and something about my dreams, but I just didn't know how to access it. And honestly, for the majority of my life, I didn't know how to access it. And it wasn't until I started working with this one spiritual teacher, I guess, five years ago now, when I first started working with her, we do long distance sessions. And she said to me, oh, just so you know, little FYI, we're going to be doing night school three nights before and three nights after our session. And that's just work that I do with you in the dream world. You're not going to remember. You're probably not going to remember. And that's okay. And I was just like, really? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. But okay, cool. And so I did not remember night school and no recollection of it at all. And then I went with her, the spiritual teacher, to Egypt on a sacred site tour. And that is where everything just opened up for me. And I remembered night school for the first time. I've been lucid dreaming for over 20 years, but I became even more conscious in the dream world when I was in Egypt and after Egypt. And when I was in Egypt, we went to this one temple, Temple of Hatshepsu. And for those of you who don't know who Hatshepsu is, she was the only female pharaoh who received full pharaoh power. And she reigned for a lot longer than expected. And when we were at the temple, my teacher pulled me aside and she said, Hey, Holly, did you know that there was these oracles here that worked for Hatshepsu? And what they would do is they would go into the dream world. They go asleep into the dream world and into the minds of the enemy and extract information and what their plans were to try and overthrow Hatshepsu. And then they would wake up and tell Hatshepsu and the others what the plans were. And so she was able to remain in power for as long as she did. And I just thought like, that is so crazy. I can't believe that like people could do that. And wow, that's just amazing. And I didn't think much else. And then six months after I come back from Egypt, I had an Akashic record reading. And this lady told me exactly what my teacher told me. She said, Oh, well, your guides really want you to know that you had this past life in Egypt where you worked for a pharaoh. <laughs> she literally said word for word, and I was mind blown. Like, how is that possible? And so I really started thinking, okay, this is something. I started talking to my teacher more and she was like, yes, it's in you and it's time for it to like be awoken. And then what I started realizing was, and I think most people do this, so this is a clue for everybody, is that I was always looking at my dreams from the perspective of me. And what is this dream trying to tell me? How is this dream a message for me and my life and how can it help me? And then what I started realizing was like, wait a second, these dreams are for the collective. And so I started looking at my dreams from that perspective and like, what is the message in here for humanity? What is this message in my dreams for others? And how can my dreams help other people? And that's when I started instantly seeing messages in my dreams. And so I started sharing these on my various social media channels and just sharing the messages. And then one day, my husband's mom called me and asked me if I could get a dream message for her. And I said, I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing, but I will try. And so that night I went to sleep 
and I received three different dreams and three messages for her from those dreams around what her question was. And so that's when I started realizing I could do this for other people. And I started practicing on others and it just kind of grew from there. Wow, that's so cool. What have been some of the hardest things for you in turning this into your career? Because it's not like the most traditional job role that someone has these days, but it would be so cool if it was. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's actually my goal (laughs) is to make this more mainstream again. And that has been my challenge is like educating people on what a dream oracle is because nobody has heard of a dream oracle before. And people have heard of dream oracle cards, but not actually using your dreams while you're asleep to connect with spirit and gain insights that way. So that has been a challenge with just educating people on what I do. And then also internally, my own mental space around it and embodying this truth of mine has been interesting because... I never thought that I had any quote unquote gifts. You know, we all have gifts, but I just thought like I didn't have any. And the one that I have is quite unique and most people don't know of it. So I felt really weird telling people and still sometimes feel really weird telling people that this is what I do. Like trying to word what it is that I do and explain has been interesting. And then just embodying my truth as a dream oracle. Yes, it's so fascinating. What would you say is your favorite thing about your work? I love how I can really tap into what my client's subconscious is trying to tell them. So I can really tap in and understand what the blocks and barriers are if they don't even understand what it is. Like they might have a childhood experience that has influenced their life, that causes them or that creates a block for them and doesn't allow them to move forward in the direction that they want. And so they might not even remember this. And I can go into the dream world, uncover what that is and bring light to that so they can start moving through that and healing that and aligning to what it is that they truly desire. Yes, it's just like this magical space where there's no time and there's no limits or boundaries. So I imagine you can go pretty far deep into that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I would absolutely love to go through your astrology chart and explain how so many of the things you're talking about are so beautifully reflected in your stars. (laughs) And if I saw your chart randomly and I didn't know who you are or what you do, I would definitely say that you have psychic abilities. So I can't wait to tell you. Oh yeah, I can't wait to hear. So I'm going to start with your sun sign, which is in Capricorn. And Capricorn is the sign that really has this special ability of being able to keep a foot in both worlds. It's the sea goat, right? So there's the water, which represents spirituality and emotions. And then there's the ability to climb up higher on the mountain, which represents the earth. And your sun in Capricorn is in your fourth house of home, family, and long-term security. So you're essentially here to help hold space for others to achieve their goals and dreams in life. And you do that through sharing ideas and messages because your sun is really closely aligned with your Mercury, which essentially means that you are a messenger because Mercury is the planet of communications. Mm, That totally resonates. 
Yes. And then your moon is in Aquarius, also in your fourth house. And it's just a few degrees away from your sun. So you were born shortly after a new moon, which means that you express yourself the best when you are envisioning new possibilities or helping others envision new possibilities. And I feel like you're really interested in the science of human emotion and what is behind it because Aquarius is kind of like the mad scientist of the zodiac. And the fourth house has to do with our roots and where we come from as well as what makes us feel safe and secure and that can be emotionally. Like those things that may have been affecting us since childhood that we don't realize. Yeah, (laughs) I've always been interested in human psychology. Yeah, you kind of have to be, right? There's so much symbology in the dreams. And then you are a Libra rising. So your job is really to help others find alignment or peace or harmony between their inner and outer worlds. And your career line is in Cancer. So the desired outcome of your work is to help others feel seen, heard, and nurtured on a deep emotional level they don't normally get to experience or aren't normally able to access in their everyday life and making them feel held through that process. Oh my gosh, (laughs) that totally aligns. Yes, and there are so many fascinating things about your chart. Honestly, I wish I could go through the whole thing. But the most fascinating thing to me about your chart is that you have your Venus aligned with an asteroid called Pallas Athena in Pisces, which is the zodiac sign of dreams. That's the first place I looked on your chart is what's going on with your Pisces? (laughs) Pisces has to do with dreams. And next to both of these things, your Venus and Pallas Athena, you have your south node of past karma also in Pisces. And this to me is really the signature of your gifts as a dream oracle. You value, which is Venus, tapping into universal wisdom, which is Pallas Athena, in order to better understand what keeps us stuck in the past, the south node so that we can create the things we wish existed in the world, or to create the life we wish existed, at least, because all of these things are in the fifth house of fun and creativity. So you really help broaden someone's perspective of what is really holding them back in their past, something that they might not be able to access that vision or view of because it's so deeply rooted. Wow, that's so bang on. So I know you work with dreams a lot, of course, but why do you think it's so powerful for the rest of us to connect with our dreams? What can we do through dreams that we might not be able to do through other means or access or understand? Well, there's so many things that we do through the dream world, but I think one of the amazing things that we all do, whether we're aware of it or not, is we process things in our dream world, in our subconscious space that might be too hard for us to consciously process at this current time. So dreams are really a tool to help us overcome our own blockages and barriers. Because sometimes things in this life are just too much for us to bear, too much for us to process all at once. And so our dreams help us kind of digest these things. I always talk about digesting your emotions before they digest you. You know, and some people, they just don't know how to digest their emotions and how to process whatever it is that they're going through. 
And even if you're somebody in that space, knowing that your dreams each night are actually helping you do that on a subconscious level is super profound and amazing and magical. Yes. And it's so interesting that you say that too, going back to your chart, because you have four planets in Virgo, which is all about removing those blocks and barriers that hold us back from feeling more whole or healed or simply just in control of our daily actions and lifestyle. And it's really interesting to me that you mentioned digesting because there's so many people today who have digestion issues for a number of different reasons, one of them being environment, of course, but it's sort of like we're unable to process things. So it's really interesting to me that working with your dreams is a way to help you digest by allowing you to widen your perspective of what's really going on and looking at the bigger picture. Yeah, definitely. And just also relaxing into that space of knowing that your dreams are supporting you, even if you don't consciously understand. Yes, definitely. Yeah, you could be going off and having a meeting with your spirit guides or going and visiting people that you don't normally get to hang out with very often. So you don't know what you're doing in your dreams, but it's probably exactly what you need. Yeah, exactly. And we're often connecting with our spirit guides through the dream world, and we just don't realize it. But they are there, they are supporting us. And I think the big thing for people to, you know, if you're somebody who is listening to this and is curious, start just by knowing that, like, just trusting that this is all happening for you, even if you don't consciously know how to do it or consciously be aware of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even if you don't consciously try to do anything, it's still happening. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people do say that they don't remember their dreams. So what are some ways you would recommend that we get better at remembering them? Is there anything we can do about that? I always say that remembering your dreams is like a muscle and it's something that you can work out and strengthen. And by doing that, you remember more dreams. I find the best, I work a lot with intention. So before you go to sleep at night, you can set the intention of tonight, I will remember my dreams easily and start with that and keep working with that intention. And then also in the morning, when you are waking up, what I like to do is don't move. So as soon as you wake up, don't move. And you're still kind of in this space in between the dream world and this waking world. And if you can slowly start remembering things, maybe you don't remember images or symbols, but maybe you remember feelings. If you can start remembering those and recalling those and kind of pulling them into your conscious mind, that will start the process of remembering more of your dreams and the feelings of your dreams and then eventually perhaps messages that are coming through. Mm, that's so cool. So it sounds like it starts just by asking. So if someone wanted to ask to find out in their dream what they should be doing for a living, is that a type of intention someone could set before they go to sleep? You could. I think that some people might take it too literal, though. So they might have a dream of them being a construction worker and then they're like, oh, I need to, you know, be a construction worker when it's not about that at all. It might be symbolic of like maybe in the dream you're building a house, for example, you know, the dream could be symbolic of building a home. And what does that look like to you? It might not be something external. So I think 
you know, an intention like that can be tricky because people might misinterpret what the symbols are in the dream. So I would start with intentions of having a good night's sleep or having peaceful dreams or remembering your dreams or, you know, helping with healing through a certain problem or obstacle that you might be experiencing, things like that. Yeah, and they could always work with you too if they wanted to get more specific. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I do do readings for individuals. Yes, and I wanted to ask you, what is your process like when you're preparing to receive guidance on behalf of someone else? It's actually very simple. I I actually like to work with people I don't know that I know like nothing about. And I just basically work with what their intention is. So I take their intention into the dream world with me. And I'm quite conscious when I'm doing this work in the dream world. So I'm lucid in the dream world. And it's interesting because I know that this gift is really not mine. It's my guides. My guides are doing all this for me. And so when I'm dreaming for others, it's literally working with my guides. And my guides are working with my clients' guides. So I tell my guides and my guides know what the intention is that my clients have and what questions they want answered. And then they connect with my clients' guides. And then my clients' guides share that information to my guides. And then my guides speak that information to me through my dream language. Yes, that makes total sense because you're a messenger, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's really like up to my guides. <laughs> Yes, but you still hold an important role because otherwise the information wouldn't be able to get across so clearly. Yeah, for sure. So you got to give yourself credit too. I know a lot of healers say that. I know with Reiki, when I was learning Reiki, they say, you're not the one healing people. You're the channel. You're helping to open up the flow so that the other person is better able to heal themselves. So I totally understand where you're coming from. But without you, it wouldn't be able to come across. That's true. <laughs> so you basically set the intention. And you're just so good at it because you've done it so much and you've really honed this gift and practiced and used it so much. So it sounds like it's fairly simple for you. You just kind of be like, this is what I'm doing. Okay, I'm going to sleep. going to get this information. Yeah, and it really all starts with, A, you have to remember your dreams. And then B, a big thing is starting to understand your own personal dream language because we all have our own personal dream language. And so that's why, for example, my client's guides don't talk directly to me. They talk to my guides because my guides know my language and I know how my guides are speaking to me. And so learning your own dream language is fundamental in awakening this dream oracle within yourself. Mm, yes, definitely. I know I get a series of recurring dreams over and over again, and I've started to know what they mean in my life as a kind of a sign. Oh, you're doing this again, or you're off track in this way, or you really need to pay attention to this more. And it's basically like I'm out of alignment, and that's why I'm having this weird, creepy dream to <laughs> remind me to get on track. So I've definitely noticed that for myself, too, that there's a dream language that might sound super weird to other people. But to me, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that thing again and I need to stop. And oftentimes I find it's very different from what you can look up in a book, like a sign dictionary or something like that. And I know there are some universal symbols that tend to mean certain things, like if your teeth fall out, it means this. Or if you're driving a car, it means this. But there's so much more beyond that. 
Yes, 100%. That's why dream dictionaries are great and they can be helpful in some capacity. But I think understanding your own dream language is the most powerful. Mm, Yes. And what does it take to do that? Just time and practice? Yeah, well, I do have a dream oracle school. So I do teach others to learn their own dream language and awaken their own inner dream oracle. And one of the biggest things is, yeah, patience, time and practice, because we can only dream so much like we only dream and remember kind of what's coming in as it comes in. Like, it's not like meditating, for example, where you can just do it whenever you want. (laughs) It's like when you turn your computer on sleep, it's like, oh, I'll just go to REM mode and get some messages real quick. I'll be right back. Yeah, (laughs) I know if we could only do that. So what happens if there are symbols that just keep coming up and we're kind of just ignoring them in our dreams? Mm, Well, then they'll probably keep coming and they'll probably keep being louder in your dreams. And if you're somebody who's experiencing a recurring dream and there's symbols coming up and you're just like, I don't know what this means, then tell your guides that you don't know what it means and ask them to show you in another way. And another thing that I always talk about too is tapping into what the feelings of the dreams are and what the emotions are, because oftentimes those are the clues to what that symbol might mean or what you're trying to do in your dream. It's not necessarily the symbol itself, but it's like the energy in the dream. Mm, Yes. When we dream, I don't know if you've noticed this, but haven't you noticed in your dream, you have like a thousand more senses than our human body has? Yes. Yes. So when we're interpreting our dreams, we often just try to interpret them with our senses as our human senses and our cognitive ability. But our dreams are coming at us from all these other senses. And so it's like opening up your awareness and starting to be mindful and aware that there's these other senses. And yes, these senses are not necessarily human senses. And so it's hard for human bodies to comprehend them. But when you consciously start becoming more aware, and you can consciously start feeling into what those other senses are, you'll start getting more insights as to what these symbols that keep happening in your dream mean. It's so cool to think of this as like a collaboration too between you and your guides. So from night to night, you can be like, okay, I'm ready for the next piece of the puzzle. Or what can I try to work on tonight? Or I didn't quite know what that meant yesterday. Can you clarify for me tonight? How cool is that? It's free pretty much. You don't have to pay a psychic. You could just be like, hey, guys, we're going to sleep. We have work to do. Totally. A lot of people talk about like life hacking in this reality, in this dimension. It's like, well, you can also dream hack (laughs) and work with your guides and get this information night after night, dream after dream and make it a conscious and a spiritual practice. Like dreams are a spiritual practice. Yes, I definitely feel a lot more in tune with myself and in the flow when I have a dream practice, but it's so easy to get out of it. You know, you wake up in the morning and you're just so immersed in what's going on in your physical world and all the things you need to hurry up and do. So I think it can be really easy to lose it really quickly or forget that you even have that ability or that tool because it's as simple as breathing. But one of the things I started doing is setting an alarm an hour before I want to wake up so then I can just go back to sleep when it comes on. And that's been really helpful for me in remembering my dreams more because they tend to come in during that hour when I go back to sleep. 
Yes. That's another thing that I recommend too, is like that snooze button, setting your alarm early, like you say you do, and then hitting that snooze button a few times, because every time you fall back asleep, you're probably going to fall back into REM sleep and you're probably going to start dreaming. And then the snooze button will wake you up and you can, you know, pull more of those dreams that you just had into your conscious memory. Yeah, there's some really smart people in history who have used dreams to come up with inventions too. Yeah, I can't remember them all. Like, didn't Edison and Nikola Tesla? Yeah. (laughs) So if you want to be a genius, work with your dreams. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about uncovering blocks in our dreams. What are some more ways we can do that? Yeah. So if you're understanding what your dream language is, or even if you don't understand what your dream language is, you can still start practicing this while you're learning it. And it is really having that conscious dialogue with your guides. So you're kind of tweaking and refining each night and really focusing on your intention and being super clear with your intention and only ask one question, one intention. Super simple. Because if you ask, what are my blocks and how do I overcome them? Like that's ultimately what we want to know. However, it will take some time for that information to be distilled to you. And so if you can understand, like, show me what my biggest challenges are, you know, and start with that. Like, what am I not seeing? And start with that. And then asking, like, what is the block here? And work with that. So it's like one question a night. And then once you've got the clarity on what the answer is, you can go to the next stage. It's like, okay, where does this block come from? And then you might have a dream about something that reminds you from childhood, for example. And then you can start investigating around that and asking questions in your waking life on why that had come up. And then you can just keep diving deeper, you know, asking for more clues and then asking, okay, how do I move beyond this? What action can I take to start healing this or start moving beyond this? Like really step-by-step, mini, mini micro steps. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. I find too, sometimes when you wake up, you just feel better. So even if you went to sleep with a problem, you may not remember your dream at all or even know what the work was you did in the other realms, but you just feel better. You're like, wait, all of a sudden I don't care anymore. So that's interesting how that can work too without needing to overanalyze every little thing. Yeah. I find for me, I don't know if other people have experienced this, but say you get into a or you've had a falling out with a friend. And then you constantly dream about that friend or you have interactions with that friend. And I've witnessed how, for me, it's like shifted and healed how I feel about things. And then also the friendship in my waking life. Mm. I feel like that's like a real tangible, like easy one that people might relate to because everybody's had a falling out with a friend. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. So do you have any rituals around sleeping because it is such an important part of your work? It is your work or is it simply more like on the spiritual level and the conversations you're having with your guides? When I get ready for bed, it's kind of a ritual. So my dreaming rituals or before bedtime rituals are just kind of winding down, being quiet, focusing on what my intention is while I'm getting ready for bed. I often like to just have the lights really dim or use candlelight when I'm getting ready for bed. Sometimes I will make a herbal tea, like lavender or mugwort or something like that. Those are helpful for dreaming. Sometimes I will smudge. Also staying away from my phone. 
Primarily though, it's focusing on what my intention is and just kind of giving myself that sacred space before the dream world, before I go in. Mm, yes. And then when you wake up, are you writing down notes or are you typing or how do you record the information that came through? So I have an Apple Watch and I use an app where I just have to tap the screen of my watch and it starts recording. And so I am actually throughout the night recording my dreams throughout the night because I'm one of those people who wake up. Spirit will wake me up when they're like, okay, you need to write this one down. So I will literally wake up, record my dream on my watch quietly so I don't disturb my husband. And then I fall back asleep. And then in the morning, then I'll go through my recordings and pull out all the information that I received from the dream world. That's so cool. I love it so much. Definitely. So what can people do if they want to learn more about working with you to discover their dreams? The easiest thing to do is check me out on social media. I have a lot of free tips and free offerings on social media on my Instagram at Dream Oracle Holly. I also have a YouTube channel and they can tap into a lot of my free tips there. And then if you are very dream curious and you're feeling like, okay, I definitely have an inner dream oracle that wants to be awakened, then I do offer a dream oracle school where enrollments will be opening up. And I only have enrollment opening a couple times a year. So that would be what my next steps would be. <laughs> so how long is that process? And what are some of the things people will do within that container with you? So it's a monthly membership. It is a certification program as well. So you could take two avenues. If you're somebody who's just dream curious and you don't want to do readings for other people, but you want to start understanding your own dream language, you can join the Dream Oracle School. It's month to month and just learn that way. And if you do want to really awaken your dream oracle and perhaps you want to do readings for other people, then I do offer a certification program, which is the dream oracle school. And you have to be in it for a year. And then there's also a practicum that is involved in that as well. Mm, this is my backup career, I think. <laughs> if this whole astrology thing doesn't work out, I'm going to become a dream oracle, guys. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you have very profound dreams. And yeah, so I think you might have an inner dream oracle that wants to be tapped into and awoken more. Yes, I definitely think I do. I've gained some of the most important insights of my life from dreams. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's complete different perspectives and complete support from spirit. I just think it's wonderful that we have this tool to see our everyday issues and challenges from a higher perspective, and that allows us to be more attuned than our normal human thinking mind can be around trying to solve these problems logically. Thank you so much, Holly, for coming on. This has been such a fascinating conversation, and I'm so grateful we could connect and I definitely can't wait to go to bed tonight and put your tips to the test for myself. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been a wonderful conversation.
If you'd like to learn more about Holly and her work as a dream oracle, as well as how you can join her dream oracle school, where you'll also learn how to work with the moon phases and planets, as well as so many other amazing ways to interact with your dreams on a deeper level, you can check out her website at hollyemerson.com, Emerson with two M's, or follow her on Instagram at dreamoracleholly. You can also download Holly's guide to decoding and interpreting your dreams as a special bonus resource to go along with this episode by becoming a member of our cosmic community at soulshineastrology.com community. For complete episode show notes and all of the links mentioned throughout, check out soulshineastrology.com episode 92. For more information on career astrology, including readings and classes to help you unlock your cosmic calling and to sign up to receive my weekly forecasts, visit soulshineastrology.com. You can also follow along elsewhere by searching for Soulshine Astrology on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the show on social media. If you send us a screenshot at info at soulshineastrology.com, you'll receive a code to get 10% off a Cosmic Blueprint, custom yearly forecast, or enrollment to our online astrology school, Unlock Your Cosmic Calling. In our next episode, we're talking about how to create a soul-fueled signature offering that blends together the best of who you are and what you do. 